We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina. Hello, Renegade Nation, and welcome back for another installment of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, the talk that makes your body rock. This program is dedicated to helping you find the most important, most elusive, and most precious of all things, the perfect orgasm. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind each of you that if you're searching for naughtiness on the internet, please make sure that you're using IjiSearch.com. That's I-J-I-Search.com. Using IjiSearch.com will eradicate that wicked search history, so you won't have to explain your deviant porn search to anyone. Well, but me, of course. Yes, use IjiSearch.com and your browser history will never be exposed again. We've been on this journey together for a long, deep, and hard look at sex and relationships. And yes, some of the topics have been familiar to you, and some have been new and exciting. But above all else, I promise there is pleasure everywhere we go together. We've been very intimate together, but in case you're a novice, I am your naughty mistress with the mostess, and a melodic goddess of getting it on, naughty Nicole Delacroix. And the only thing I ever ask of you, my dear listeners, is that you keep an open mind, put aside what you think you know, and sit back and relax as we walk down this crazy path of life together. And don't ever forget, orgasms are nature's way of saying, life sucks ass, but here, have a little candy. I'm so happy that you're joining me today because I think you're going to find today's topic very interesting. Last week, we took a long look at why we cheat on those we love, and I know you felt like there was so much more for us to cover. And you would be correct in thinking that, because this week, we're going to continue that conversation about cheating and cheaters. That's right, my sweet listeners. On today's episode of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, we're going to expose more of that dark underbelly of cheating. And this time, we're going to be talking how to spot the signs of infidelity in your relationships. So grab your adventure hat, because we're starting today's episode where we left off last week. And this week's question is, how will I know if my partner is cheating on me? And how do I deal with it if they are? This is another episode that isn't for the faint of heart. That's right, we're going to be exposing all the secrets and laying bare for the entire world to see. So, if you've been with a cheating partner, have cheated on a partner, are thinking about cheating on your partner, think your partner might be cheating on you, then today's episode is just for you. Buckle in and hold on tight. Oh, I do love it when you hold me tight. Because we're not going to be holding anything back today. Now, last week, we poked at the elephant in the room and looked at the very many different reasons why partners cheat. But now it's time to look at what happens when we suspect infidelity. You may be suspicious about your partner's behavior because you can, or maybe you suspect you can, see signs of infidelity. 
Having a partner stray is a devastating body blow to not only your self-confidence, but to your self-image and faith in fellow human beings. Being betrayed by someone so intimate with you brings up those feelings of betrayal, jealousy, sadness, anger, worry, distress, resentment, and you'll bounce from feeling to feeling like you're at you're the ball in a fucked up pinball machine and someone's going for the high score. Yep, been there, done that. It's difficult to be confronted by signs that a partner may be cheating on you. These raw wounds of the betrayal are marinated in public humiliation. We've all seen the glassy-eyed misery on the faces of husbands and wives standing beside their partner confessing to making a bad life choice. The suspicion of infidelity is painful, but the pain and shock of having your worst fears realized will leave deep emotional and psychological scars. And, unfortunately, a cheating partner will manipulate situations and lie to cover their tracks, just adding to the betrayal. Your partner might deny all, and you'll know that something isn't right. But all the signs are there, and you can't stop thinking about them. You may even try to deny it to yourself for a while, but the truth always has a way of coming to light. So you need to put aside the emotional roller coaster and be nothing more than factual. There's nothing that I can say that will give a definitive answer, so be sure that you're not jumping to conclusions about the signs of infidelity. Now, we're going to cover some signs that may indicate that your partner might be having an affair. I know there's a lot of may, mights, and could be's in there. We're going to start with the emotional signs. But remember, if your partner exhibits one or maybe even a possible couple of these, it doesn't necessarily mean there's infidelity. But if your partner starts ticking off the signs like a checklist, then you may have a problem. All right, now that we've done the little disclaimer, let's jump right in. So your partner's behavior is causing that gut feeling in you that something just isn't right. If this happens, you need to pay attention to your instincts. Never question your instincts, because your instincts are always right. You know your partner's habits, routines, and attitudes better than anybody, so be suspicious when these things change. Just don't jump into an emotional fight. Here's a few of the signs, and we're going to get started. Your partner becomes very moody. He or she seems upbeat and excited when they're leaving you and acts somber and depressed when they're around you. If your partner is in a long-term affair, they will try to keep both relationships running smoothly. Any problems that a cheater has in one relationship is always going to spill over to the other relationship as well. It is inevitable. Your partner frequently picks a fight with you. Doing this gives them a reason to get mad and storm out of the house, and possibly to an opportunity to meet their lover. A cheater may also do this because of mixed emotions that they're feeling about betraying you. Your partner shows no interest in your relationship's future 
or constantly talks about your relationship ending when you fight or argue. Those are warning signs. Your partner criticizes things about you that they once found attractive and appealing. Maybe your partner easily becomes offended when you make normal or natural inquiries and may demand to know why you're checking up on them. Your partner stops paying attention to you, your children, or your home life in general, or would rather spend their time with their friends than be with you. Now, that one's a little bit tricky because I think it's great when people spend time with their friends, but if they're spending all their time with your friends, that's another story. Your partner stops complimenting you on your looks, they stop being affectionate, or they stop saying, I love you. Or your partner never talks to you at all. You live together, but you don't really interact. They've become cold and inconsiderate to your feelings. Your partner continually criticizes another person. What they're trying to do is to make you think that type of individual would never be of interest to them. Although in secret, there's actually a little bit of an attraction there. Your partner is more attentive to your needs as usual. Ah, yes, the overcompensation. This is due to those guilty feelings that, they, that every cheater experiences in the early stages of an affair. The attention is going to diminish as that affair continues, but for the most part, it's an overcompensation. Your partner turns the table and accuses you of cheating, but has absolutely no evidence. Your partner begins closing doors when you're around, when before they would leave them open. As affairs develop, cheating partners close doors, trying to distance themselves physically and psychologically from their partners. Your partner's taste in music suddenly changes. Yeah, I'm the first to say that if he's listened to country for the last five years and all of a sudden is listening to heavy death metal, that's a drastic change. Your partner frequently talks about the problems a friend, neighbor, co-worker, course instructor, or a classmate of the opposite sex is having. Your partner acts guilty when you do something nice for them. You're supposed to be the person who's making their life miserable and the relationship untenable. By doing something nice, you force the cheater to think about what they're really doing. Your partner is more interested in reading a book or watching television than talking with you or even making love with you. Your partner seems disinterested and distracted during sex. Your partner's sleeping pattern changes considerably from the norm and may include unexplainable exhaustion, restlessness, frequent nightmares, and sleep talking. Your partner's behavior is such that your friends begin asking you what's wrong. Close friends and family members often notice tension or discord between the two of you before you're even fully aware of it. Your partner starts buying you gifts, lots and lots and lots of gifts. These are guilt gifts, purchased because your partner feels guilty about betraying you and is now showering you with presents to make themselves feel better. All right, my dear listeners, we're just getting started on how to determine if your partner is cheating. And 
I think maybe it's time to take a little break and have a visit to one of our sponsors. You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. I'm Nani Nicole, and meet me back here, my little heathens, after a word from our sponsors. Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at that's not cool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The talk that makes your body rock. Welcome back, my Renegade Nation heathens. If you're just tuning in, this is Big Trouble in Little Vagina. And today we're talking about how to spot a cheater. I hope that during the break you used IggySearch.com to check out some additional signs on how to spot a cheater, or maybe you even started a little cyber snooping campaign. Don't worry, your secret is safe with me and IggySearch.com. We'll never tell. Now, before the break, we covered some of the emotional signs that your partner might be cheating on you. Now, we're going to switch gears just a little bit, and we're going to look at primarily physical factors that could be pointing to infidelity. And again, I'd like to preface what I'm saying with, if it's one sign, it's not necessarily infidelity, but if they're ticking them off like a checkbox and checking every single one of them, you might have a potential problem, and there needs to be a discussion. So we're going to start with one of my favorite physical signs that someone might be cheating on you, and that is the phone. That's right. One of the best indicators of infidelity is your partner's telephone. If all of a sudden your partner starts texting more often, but for some reason seems to take forever to reply to one of your texts, or maybe all of your telephone calls to them are going to voicemail, or suddenly they've become secretive about their passwords where before they never seemed to care very much. That could be a sign that they're cheating on you. It doesn't mean that they're definitely cheating on you, but you do need to take a good look and watch for differences in their behavior. And speaking of looks, all of a sudden looks and hygiene have become important. Now, you've known your partner long enough to know how they typically care for themselves, how they dress, and how they act. If all of a sudden there's a new interest in how they look, their physical health, or maybe they've even started showering a little bit more, who the hell are they trying to impress anyway? Suddenly, your man is manscaping, or your lady might be getting that full Brazilian, whichever way you swing. Or maybe they're spending hours at the gym getting toned and tanned. Then it's definitely something for you to question. Of course, physical fitness is healthy, but when it becomes obsessive and they keep showing off abs and biceps and that tight-toned little booty, take that as a warning sign. Now everybody switches up their wardrobe or maybe gets a new haircut, but... Becoming overly concerned with looks 
or a complete radical change in personal style could be a huge warning sign that your partner is preparing for a new relationship. Now, one of the signs that I think all of us already know. All of a sudden, your partner is going out more or they keep working late hours at the office. Whether going out with friends or something with the family keeps coming up, this could potentially be a big red flag. Suddenly there's work emergencies or maybe a big project that they didn't even mention to you. If they start working overtime and spend hours on various days of the week working late, it may not actually be working. Or maybe they've stopped inviting you to join them for business events or outings. Are they out several nights a week, meeting with clients, vendors, agencies, and people from work where before they never went out before? Have you been excluded from social gatherings only to learn from other spouses and partners that they had attended? It may not be infidelity, but there's definitely something rotten in the state of Denmark if you're checking off this box. The next one is... There's a severe change in their behavior, and they're avoiding being intimate with you. And I mean, they're not talking. Aside from the other changes in behavior, has your partner picked up any other bad habits? Guilt seeps out in other self-destructive habits, like drinking, smoking, and even drug use. If you notice a dramatic change in these types of behaviors in your partner, then this is the mother of all red flags. Something is most definitely wrong, and they are keeping it from you. It may not be infidelity, but they are hiding their guilt in these behaviors. So if you notice your partner suddenly avoids intimacy with you, or stops entirely, and I'm talking about talking, not sex, although no sex is definitely a red flag. But if they stop talking to you about their problems and what's going on and they're filing all their feelings away in self-destructive behaviors, that is a huge red flag. Some people who fear intimacy will cheat to feel like they still have power over their sex life. And some cheat simply because they want something young or new. Now this leads us to the next sign. They have new moves in the bedroom. Suddenly and out of nowhere, they have some new moves between the sheets. Something so new that you actually stop and say, where the hell did you learn that? I'm the first one to say that I'm all about being inventive in the bedroom. But if you and your partner have only ever done missionary position and all of a sudden they're swinging from the chandelier... That's going to be a big red flag. Any new or wild request in the bedroom without any prompt or discussion with you could be a sign that your partner is looking for a new lover. And I had to throw this one in there because social media is such a big thing this these days. So all of a sudden, your partner is now following a number of sexy women and or men on social media, or maybe they're adding a lot of new friends for no apparent reason. Ah, social media. Where would we be? Where would stalking be without Facebook and Twitter, right? Well, 
infidelity has gone cyber too. Have you noticed your partner liking a lot of sexy pictures on their Facebook account where before they never seemed to bother? Or maybe they've started following a lot of sexy accounts on Instagram. What about following sexy accounts on Twitter? Or maybe they went from having 12 friends, all of which you know, and now all of a sudden they have 300 friends. And all these new friends seem to be young and pretty, hot and sexy. If so, then I'm guessing you know what's on their mind. The next one is, they don't update their dating profile when you guys started dating, or suddenly, after you guys have been dating for a while, they're updating that dating profile. Maybe you guys met on a dating site or an app. You guys went out a few times and established a committed relationship. You updated your profile so to proudly show that you are now taken. And maybe you noticed that your partner didn't. Or maybe you guys have been committed for some time and all of a sudden you find that your partner is dusting out the relationship resume. That's right, just like when you're thinking about quitting your job, you dust off that old resume and update it. Personal relationships are no different. When a partner is looking to leave a relationship, they update their information and start looking. And I hate to say it, but when the Facebook status has changed, there may be a problem. Now that we've looked at some overall behaviors, let's look at some specific examples in a cheating partner's body language. Human beings are liars by nature. Even the most honest of us still lies, whether it's little white lies like saying you feel fine when you really have a headache or bold face lies. We all do it to some degree. You may even be aware that your partner is particularly prone to lying. So again, remember, one sign, or even a couple of them, put together doesn't necessarily mean there's cause for alarm, but it does mean that you should pay attention to changes in behavior. So let's talk about some body language that maybe your better half or other half has been displaying. Your partner may be looking down as they are talking to you. That's a possible sign of guilt. Their eyes might be shifting all over the place trying to avoid your gaze. Or maybe they're just staring at you trying to hold your gaze as they know the meaning behind avoiding your gaze as I just said. They may tend to blink more when staring. Liars tend to blink a lot. They may be hiding their hands, and that's kind of a hangover from childhood where you said, I didn't do that, honest. We'd hide our hands to try and hide our guilt. Or maybe they blush when you talk to them about the subject. And that one you got to be a little careful because some people are just embarrassed and not actually guilty. Some people just blush. But again, you know your partner. So when should we look for the signs of infidelity? Now we're going to go over a couple of moments where I think you need to be particularly observant when you're asking a question relating to your partner's whereabouts or their activities. 
Being confronted with a question, particularly when least expected, is likely to cause some degree of discomfort. Your partner may be stroking or rubbing their head and neck, covering their eyes and mouth. Look for differences in how they would normally behave while they're thinking about the question that you've just asked them. Watch and listen for signs of discomfort that they are attempting to answer your question. Avoiding any conversation about your relationship can point toward a partner having an affair. Avoiding certain subjects can also be a sure warning sign of infidelity. Changing the subject for no apparent reason, even if you're talking about a subject that's not apparently linked. Hiding their phone, particularly if, it's, if you're used to seeing it out in the open. Changing their dressing. If your partner is suddenly taking more of an interest in their appearance, then you really need to watch out for it. Starting to going to the gym and working out on a regular basis. Unless they're severely overweight or a huge health nut, that one's something to pay attention to. Again, I don't run unless there's a dog or zombies chasing me. Or if they're maybe paying more attention to their looks in general. Maybe they've dropped a couple of names in conversations once too often. Or if they're acting out of the ordinary in general. Again, you know your partner, you've been around them for a while, you know what's normal. Signs of infidelity can be found in exactly what language your partner is using. They know how to steer a conversation and they're going to try and avoid talking about stuff. So your partner might make it sound like you have the problem and it's all your fault. Or maybe they tell you, and possibly themselves, that it's just a good friend. Or maybe they're making generally derogatory remarks to you. They need to have a reason for that affair and to justify it by using your behavior. Or saying things that somehow don't seem to add up. Without you necessarily being able to put your finger on it, it's just not making sense. So, as you can see, there's quite a few factors that go into cheating, and we're really not finished yet. We have just a little bit more to cover, and we're going to get to that right after this visit with our sponsors. I'm Naughty Nicole, and you're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio, the talk that makes your body rock. Meet you back here. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, my listeners. If you're just joining us, I'm Naughty Nicole, and this is Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. And today's topic has been identifying cheating behavior. Now, I think we kind of covered what to look for in our partners, both emotionally and physically, that might indicate that they're being unfaithful. But now it's time to ask the big question. What happens when the truth has come out and now we have to face it? How do we deal with infidelity in our relationship? Well, there are three stages in dealing with infidelity, and we're going to take a quick look at them now. Let's start with the first stage, which is the trauma of discovery. 
It's no secret that romantic relationships are built, in part, on positive illusion. We oftentimes see people as we wish them to be, and not for what they really are. Discovering infidelity shatters these illusions, and it creates uncertainty and raises fundamental questions about the relationship. Who are you? And how could you do this to me? And what is this relationship about? The initial shock of discovering an affair and the uncertainty it creates often leads to the following reactions. Depression, anger, shame, obsessive thoughts, dwelling on the details of the affair, an inability to concentrate, and monitoring your partner's every move. At this stage, advice is not useful. People are far too emotionally distraught to think clearly or make decisions that are in their best interest. And that's why you have to avoid being emotional and trying to make any decision or changes in the relationship. Feelings become less intense and less intrusive when you can share them with someone who cares about you. Immediately after the discovery of an affair, a cheating partner is unable to listen or provide support. Sharing intense, emotionally charged feelings is going to create a defensive reaction, a denial of what happened, an attempt to shift the blame, or even withdrawal. Responses which only intensify those negative feelings that you're feeling. The best way to deal with these initial reactions is to discuss them in a supportive, non-judgmental environment where someone is simply listening without offering any reaction or advice. That's right, I'm going to say it. You need to find somebody who's a third party who cares for you and your partner and is not going to offer any judgment or advice on what you should do. This is why I say if you're experiencing infidelity, you need to seek help from a professional. That takes us to stage two, relationship assessment. After the initial shock has subsided, it helps to make an assessment of how both partners want to resolve the problem. Is there a genuine concern expressed by both parties to try and save the relationship? Or is one side more ambivalent about how they feel or maybe confused about what they want to do? If so, how is this ambivalence going to get resolved? To save a relationship after infidelity, it requires both people working toward the same goal. If both parties decide that they want to try and save a relationship, then you can move on to the third and most difficult phase. However, if one of the partners is ambivalent or confused about where they're going, you need to stay in the relationship assessment until you decide whether or not the relationship is worth saving. Because stage three is difficult, I'm not going to lie. Stage three is repairing that relationship and restoring trust. To begin with, it requires understanding the motivation underlying the affair and taking steps to change the factors which led the unfaithful partner to cheat. Now, we covered that in the first part of this series. 
So you may have to go back and listen to it again. And in an emotionally charged state, it's probably not best to try and identify why the partner cheated. People often lack insight into their own behavior. And if they do understand why they cheated, they often don't want to disclose this information. Thinking that doing so is only going to cause more problems. However, if the real issue isn't identified, they're less likely to get it resolved. By approaching the problem as a couple, it can empower the partner who's been cheated on, giving them a sense of control. Working together to fix the problem can also bring back a sense of reassurance, which is very important when trying to restore trust. In addition to identifying the motivation underlying the affair, it's essential to candidly discuss the details of what happened. Again, most cheating partners attempt to hide the details of the affair, thinking that telling the truth will only lead to more problems. But truth is, concealing the details of the affair often leads to lingering questions, which, if not addressed, are unlikely to go away on their own. If questions linger, it can be nearly impossible for your partner not to dwell on the incident. Revealing the truth is painful, but it is necessary when you're trying to move forward in your relationship. Both of these issues, identifying the motivating factors underlying the affair and discussing the details of what happened, are incredibly difficult for most couples to manage. These tasks require tremendous insight and effective communication skills. If they're not handled effectively, it can lead to further problems, more anger, more resentment, and more frustration. A healthy, fulfilling relationship cannot be built on a basis of suspicion and mistrust. It's setting yourself up for failure. You should, instead, bring a vibe of trust and acceptance into your relationship. Your partner will subconsciously notice the change in your vibe and react to it positively. If they feel safe, happy, and fulfilled, they won't go looking to another for these emotional needs to be filled. But if you've caught them in the act of cheating, then before we move on to the next step, I have only one question for you. Is this a relationship you want to be in? So we've identified why we cheat. We've talked about some of the signs your partner may exhibit if they are cheating. We've even touched on what to do if you experience infidelity. But if you answered yes to my last question, then the last piece of the puzzle is a very large piece. And truthfully, I didn't feel I could cover it in the time that we have left today. So instead of cheating and cheaters being a two-part session like I initially thought, I believe that cheating and cheaters is going to be three parts with the last piece being how to survive infidelity and rebuild trust in your relationship. I feel that this was an important piece of the infidelity rehabilitation puzzle, say that five times fast, that it warranted its own full show. So 
if you answered yes to is this a relationship you want to be in and you're currently experiencing infidelity or have experienced infidelity and feel like you want to rebuild the trust in your relationship and both parties have agreed, then tune in next week as we talk about how to survive infidelity and rebuild trust in the relationship. With that, that's our time for today. I hope you enjoyed the ride. Maybe you learned something new, or maybe you just like listening to me talk. And if you did, don't hesitate to let me know. You can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter at, at Nicole Delacroix. If you are enjoying listening to me, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media, available now on Amazon.com and other major booksellers. And it's still on sale in the Kindle store to celebrate Renegade Nation going live on the mothership Google Play. I want to thank you for joining me for Big Trouble in Little Vagina here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to join me next week as our discussion on cheating and cheaters continues. Until next time, remember, a relationship is built for two. But apparently, some bitches don't know how to count. So, see you next time, my little heathens.